say uh, that it's um, as pastors uh, together here as well, um, uh, Rosemary and of course Pastor Jess, uh, already assistant pastor um, and ministering into the hearts uh, of this church, uh, it's we therefore charge you and Pastor Karen as well and Pastor Peter, we therefore charge you to always preach Christ and him crucified as saviour of the world. Uh, we uh, to uphold the ministry and the integrity of the word of God and to teach and preach the whole counsel of God at all times. Uphold the tenets of faith of this local church, the statement of belief, to be a true shepherd of the sheep and just as Jesus was willing to lay down his life for the sheep, so you will be willing when required to put the interests and needs of others before your own. That you be willing to carry out the instruction given by the Apostle Paul as found in Ephesians 4, 11 to 13, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. So we charge you uh, these things today and, and ask that you uh, agree. Amen. Amen. Well, even uh, if Pastor Jess wants to come up as well and, and uh, we're going to um, uh, stand and we ask you to come forward um, and we're going to lay hands on you and pray with you. So, this is so important as a congregation to get your hearts right with these people, support them, love them. It's the hardest job in the world <laughs> and to stand with them and believe the best of them. Uh, and that's very important because if it does, it will overflow into you. Um, and as human beings, we need to trust what God's doing and trust people's lives. Jump in there, Jen. It's Father God. You want to kneel down? You can kneel down. Yep. Father God, we thank you right now. We thank you in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you as we lay hands on these people, Lord God. We thank you, Father God. Uh, we just set them apart. Father God, for your anointing, for your power, a portal of heaven is going to open up over you, Jen, in a whole new, fresh way. That's it. Just breathe heaven now. That's it. Just breathe in heaven now. That's it, Jen. That's it, Jen. Soft and tender heart. You've fought many battles, many battles. I have brought you through time and time again. Sometimes you thought, I can't get through, and, and I had to carry you. Oh, getting a bit soft and tender, I think. Oh, Father God, thank you for bringing Jen through, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Father God. And uh, there's people that have given up, but you couldn't give up. You wouldn't give up. You love the Lord with all your heart. And you're going to impart that to others. Inspiration and the challenge. Keep going. Trust him. I turned up when you never thought I'd turn up. And I lifted you up. And uh, the Lord says, I've established such a strength in your life. And you're going to open this portal up. Get ready to walk into homes. Start breathing heaven when you walk into homes because heaven's going to come down. Heaven's going to come down and influence is going to come into those places. I'm going to become part of that home, part of that Oikos community, part of all the relationships. I'm going to flow through. Jen, you are Oh, you're a dancer. You're going to be delighted. You're going to be jumping around. You're going to be delighted and going, this is fun. This is what it should be, God. And sure, the enemy's going to be there and he's going to always be bantering at the side. But you've learnt to say, under my feet, please. 
and that's where you remain and you've learnt to rise up with the power of the Lord, uh, His power, His strength, His spirit into your inner being. We just release that now over Jen's life, over Jen's life. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for this beautiful couple holding hands great and beautiful children. You're part of this. It's going to overflow into you too. <laughs> Father, we thank you right now. Oh, I love your heart, Jenkins. Love your heart. And the Lord says, this is the pattern that you are to follow as you go forth, says the Lord. You are to train the saints to go. And this is going to burden your heart. And you're going to train them to throw seeds into hearts. That's the second realm. You're going to train them, throw the seeds in the hearts. You're going to teach them that, but one in four will get the seed, it says in the parable, the greatest parable of all. And, the, and, and as they, uh, the seeds ignite in a heart, you're going to then change, uh, change or teach to a whole other level that making a disciple and seeing those seeds come forth as sheaves. And you're going to teach people to harvest those sheaves. And you're going to teach people to uh, baptise those ones coming into the body of Christ. And I see all sorts of communities in the area that are going to open up, all sorts of unusual communities. Don't despise small beginnings and, uh, and the communities will open up. And I see you both talking in your room and going, I never thought this would happen. I was just on my road talking and then suddenly this person, I didn't even think they would like me, but they like the Jesus in you, Jenkins. And Hepsi, that's what they do. And you're going to have connections that you never thought would have because they're Holy Ghost connections. Your humility will win hearts. Once again, I say you're going to teach to go to throw seeds into the hearts of brokenness and some hearts will come alive and produce 30, 60 and 100 fold. And then you're going to teach the people to get baptised. You won't be baptising them like Jesus. They will be baptising them. Jesus said, well, my disciples do it. And Father God, we thank you for this. And all stratas of the community, I'm going to open up unusual stratas of this community. Get ready for it. Unusual stratas of this community and that not what you plan, but what I plan, says the Lord. Be pliable in my hands. Be open to what I want to do, says the Lord. Amen. Making disciples that make disciples. That will burn on your heart. You won't be able to get rid of it. Amen. Amen. Well, it's, um, before you get up, just uh, also just a witness there as well. As I saw how you've already uh, understood about going and, and about going to others and, and other people um, uh, ha have uh, listened uh, intently to your words because uh, you come with such a, a godly heart and uh, you've been good at going to others and, and you know even I have watched and seen and recognised that you're good uh, with people, good with, good with people that uh, um, are, uh, may be apart but you bring them together and, um, but what I see is a huge shift now. And what I believe the Lord's going to uh, bring is people are going to come to you. They're going to, they're, they're going to be drawn to you uh, now. Whereas you've gone to others uh, uh, before, uh, previously, you've gone out on your own, even your own plan to go here and do this, and you've thought how it should be done. But people are going to be drawn to you. And, uh, and you'll see them come. And uh, there's going to be people beating pathways uh, to your door uh, because you carry something in the Lord.
And, uh, and you know, I also felt for Jen, um, and, I'll, and I'll just um, share this with you as well, I saw focus like never before. I, I, I've seen it before that you can focus, as, and maybe it comes from playing tennis, I'm not sure, Jen, but, but you've got a great ability to focus, and God's going to give you a real ability to focus on what you need to focus on, and not be distracted by other things. And that's just going to be really heightened now um, as a pastor, is that your focus is going to become crystal clear. And it's going to be about people, and it's going to be about people's hearts that you focus on. And, uh, and it's not going to be about the burdens that you feel. It's going to be about the callings that God gives you to focus on certain areas and just pray into it, because you're a praying person, and that's a powerful thing. And uh, we see that released in your life as well, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hitsibar, I just really um, just felt God say to me that uh, that's such a beautiful name and um, your parents chose that carefully and in a special way. But uh, it wasn't just your parents that chose that for you, that uh, God had actually chosen that name for you from even before you were created. And he's created you to be his delight. He's created you to draw close to his heart. And uh, he, you really will be blessed in what you do because you are a delight. His favour is upon you. And it's like that favour you bring into your marriage, into your family. You'll bring it into this church. And uh, there's going to be great blessing wherever you are. And I just really see that you, you're just a woman that has a, a lovely servant's heart. But more than that, it's like there's that completion for your husband, but an undergirding that you bring for him that uh, as he rises, in stature in the community there's you'll be undergirding him it's like you're the wind beneath his wings and uh, you'll be undergirding as you as in this church as well that you'll just really be such a support and such a strength in a quiet way Lord, we just thank you, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that uh, you would just give um, Jensen that wisdom, Father God. Lord, that uh, just just all that you put upon him, as um, Pastor Peter said, there was a broadening of the shoulders in uh, this church. So it's uh, just an extension of what yeah. God is wanting to do through you in that authority. Um, and you've grown in stature. And as we know, that it's, it's the authority that breaks the yoke. And that as you've stood and you've grown in authority, You've broken off the uh, things of culture that could hold you back. You've broken off the things from your past that could hold you back. And it's like you're, you're growing up. And uh, both of you have grown up in the wisdom and the favour of God and man. And the stature is so important. Amen. Come over a little bit there too. And, um, a few extra family members coming. How lovely. Why don't we just put our hands together and give them a, a real warm uh, clap of appreciation. Well, we're just going to continue with a, um, a, a, just a couple of songs of worship, just again, uh, prepare our hearts to receive um, uh, from the ministry gift. But before we do, we'll just receive that love offering now for Pastor Peter. Um, and, uh, and Pastor Karen. So why don't we just uh, take a quick moment to do that. And that way we've just got a clear run into the ministry and the message, I believe, that we as a congregation are about to receive. So, so again, Father, we thank you for this opportunity to receive. Uh, Lord, seed sown into good ground, Lord God. We declare Pastor Peter and Pastor Karen to be that good ground, Lord God, as we sow into their ministry, sow into what they're doing in, the, in, in Australia and also the nations, Lord God. Uh, Lord, we thank you that it's uh, uh, seed that's blessed. 
Father God. And Lord, brings forth um, great crop into our own lives as well. So Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise and glory and honour in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Well, let's go into a couple of words, a couple of worship songs. 276 nations. Holy Spirit, you're in charge of everything. You're the field marshal. You are the director. Your aim is to glorify Christ, that the world would all know him. Oh, Holy Ghost, we thank you. What a great plan. But you need a body. Every spirit needs a body. And uh, you've chosen us. Oh, God, you just... Thank you for sanctifying us. Father God, you want to make us holy. Sanctification just means making us holy, clean, pure, through the blood of Jesus, through the name of Jesus. Deliver us, deliver us, Lord God. Set us free. Work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Help us, Holy Spirit, to work out this salvation. Uh, bring us to the best we can be, Lord God. Paul said, I aim for perfection. Lord God, we just want all of you. Right now, we're just beholding him. If you behold him, you become him. Right now, behold Jesus. Behold Jesus. The Holy Spirit will help you to behold him. If you behold him, you become him. You'll be transfigured, it says in 1 Corinthians 3, 18, I think. Be transfigured into Jesus. Glory to glory. You're being changed. Right now, let yourself be changed to just another degree of Christ. Sanctified, transfigured, transformed. Every time we come into his presence, we become more like him. It's the Holy Ghost starts to do some sculpturing and molding and let go of everything that's not him, everything that's anti-Christ, let go of everything that's not God, everything that's not part of him. Just let it fall to the ground. Behold him, become him. They were called Christians because they were just like Jesus. Lord God, let us be just like Jesus, Holy Spirit. Get us ready for the world revival. Get us ready for a move of God before you return. We know, Holy Spirit, you want the bride to be beautiful, without spot or wrinkle, not hidden away. Not shabby, but beautiful, awesome, powerful. Father God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Oh, gee, Rachel, you're getting me drunk there. It's, it's dangerous. <laughs> I was like, oh boy. So I had to sober up. <laughs> Uh, beautiful song. Oh, it's a very good song, mate. Well, it's great to be with you this morning. It's great to um, have the ordination. It's wonderful. Uh, I met uh, Pastor Pete at, I think it was, we did three men's camps at Margaret's Church in a row. And, uh, and um, Pete, we met at that time and got to know each other. And it's beautiful and it's a great honour to be here with you. And um, when I was first here with Pete, there's a, you could see the whole new thing and stepping in and um, there's all sorts of things going on and it's really, this place is at peace, it's ready to go, ready to be launched um, and it's, it's exciting, it's exciting. The word today I've got for you is um, rest for your souls. Because you know you can gain the whole world but lose your soul? 
Jesus just warned on that. Now watch out, because in the Western world, we're designed to gain it all and lose our soul. Watch it. I'm going to look at that today a bit. It's just echoing a bit. If you want to just bring that down, Johnson. Is there something I said to you yesterday that you're annoyed with? And <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, oh, come on. Come on. Beat it. <laughs> Uh, Western society is suffering from what is a modern health uh, professional call that they called hurry sickness. We're always in a hurry. Always too busy to just be too busy. Guess who never was in a hurry? Never was. He could have the whole city at his door and he wasn't in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, I just love it. The, is you look at the Gospels. We need to look at the Gospels. He's just not flustered. Yeah. Oh, Jerry, his daughter's dying. Yep, okay, okay, we'll come. Oh, hang on, there's a lady with an issue of blood here. Excuse me for a minute. Okay. And Jerry, as you can imagine, Jerry my daughter could die. In fact, she did. And he walks on. Um, Lazarus, his best mate. Come on. He's not well. He said, oh, I'll just spend a few days here. <laughs> hey, come on. Rush off. Run. He said, no, it's okay. It's okay. He gets ticked off by Mary and Martha. He even cries at his funeral or cries because he's dead. But it, and then he says, but this is for a greater glory. Because you're never in a rush because God's always in charge. God wants to do something really good. Uh, it's, you know, he, uh, that time he cried out in the garden, uh, Lord, um, you know, he's saying, uh, please don't let me die. And you think, oh, is that the cross? That's weird. He, was, he knew he was going to be so badly beaten up and he knew that he might make it. The beatings they have, lots of men die from 39 lashes. And it's just like, whoa. And he couldn't carry a cross. And it's like, it's just, it just, Lord, don't let me die. Let me get to the cross to die. Yeah, it's, it's not in a hurry, trusting God, trusting his Father. Okay, society's in burnout, everyone. That's why people are suiciding. That's why people are in massive depression. Uh, it's a form of violence to our souls. Hurry. It kills off your prayer life, hurry. Because I can't, I can't get to God because I'm in a hurry. I'm too busy. That's another word for it. Yeah, resulting in uh, feelings of anger all the time and reacting and tense. Of course, it's all outside of this church, not in this church, of course. And escaping and depression and so on. It, these things are going on all the time. Okay. And uh, the lost art of rest is replaced by anxiety. You know, in America, they did a study and they said... Uh, anxiety had increased by 35% from last year. So the world is getting more freaked out and more under pressure than ever before. Our spiritual lives hang in the balance. And that's what I just want to show you today because uh, we're in a very strong Western design that's uh, worth trillions, not billions anymore. Trillions of dollars is involved in this design. Uh, to get us going flat out 
and to doing what they want and giving our money to it <laughs> and our time to it. So when you are in a, when you're in hurry, you miss out on time, and the greatest gift for time is love. And you know, are you loving your wife? Oh, I'm too busy. <laughs> Loving your kids, I'd love to get to them. But, you know, I've got this to do. So it's time for your kids. Hurry can take that away. Hurry can take even you just relaxing away. Just having a time to sit back and read a good book or all the books that are still on your shelf that got dust on them because you're just too busy. So we've got to look at this in our life. And so because God gets missed out. And I want to show you this today. And uh, look at this, this famous scripture. This is a scripture I really want to have in my life to tell a lot of people that I meet because it fits so perfectly. Honey, I click a girl. Click again. <laughs> right. Oh, there you go. I'm watching that kid down, down the back there. Jono, come on, mate. I'm watching. <laughs> okay, come to me. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble of heart, and you will find, you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. Christianity is not hard. Yes. It's easy, and my burden is light. Go and save room. Come on, let's sit back and get a suntan. Because <laughs> you can't save room. He can. <laughs> and he wants to. Praise God. As Christians, we are assimilating into a culture of busyness and hurry. All right? Position, performance, overload, you know, um, experiencing a deteriorating relationship with God. Unfortunate at the same time because we're in hurry. Uh, and um, what has the value? Um, we're losing our values. We're losing the thing we, because hurry just takes our value of joy and peace away, love away, as I was saying before. So come to me. How important is Jesus to you to come to him? That's the next click, sweetie. Oh, right. Okay, great. Hey, Jono's with me, okay. Jono's in control. <laughs> no, it's good. I love Jono. He's a lovely person, Johnson. Beautiful, beautiful natured person. Okay, um, so just, you're not allowed to read the scripture, um, uh, but what? don't read the scripture. <laughs> What's in the centre of heaven? Don't read it. What's in the centre of heaven? What's it? the most important place in your house? It's the centre. And what's in it? The TV. No, I hope not. <laughs> but all the chairs are pointed towards it, so it must be important. But um, the throne. The throne of heaven is the most important place in heaven. So who, who would you... Uh, Holy Ghost, Father, who can I put there? Who's, it's in my house, it's in my throne. What, who shall we put there? Who's the most important person to put there or thing to put there? or What, is, what do you put there? And what does Jesus look like? Let's look at what he looks like there. I saw a young lamb 
Oh, there's a young lamb in the middle of heaven, everyone. Encircled by four living creatures and, and 24 elders. He appeared to have been slaughtered. So it's a lamb, young, bleeding, dying, slaughtered, but he's not, he's alive. That's the most important place in heaven. So when you come to him, that's what you're coming to. A lamb that died for you. A God that came to earth and died for you. A God said, I want you in my family. When did he choose you? This is wild, everyone. says it twice in Scripture. So I go off a bit now. I'm just having these solitude times and God's taking me all over the place. Yeah, before the world was even created, he knew Rachel. Rachel's, yeah, knew Jess, knew Amy. Oh, come on, that's wild. Amy, like, she'll be saved. She'll be in my family. Oh, that's why I've got to create a world, put Amy in it yet. That is wild. Oh, you just think of it. Why wouldn't you want to come to someone who knows you that well? And so he says, I'm going to slaughter one third of the Godhead so I can win my world back. Oh, that makes me cry. Just, he's slaughtered. He's right in the middle of heaven. He's the throne room of heaven. He's the peace. He's the one that's going to bring earth back to God. So we don't, oh, I'll come to Jesus. I mean, Jesus is it. He's the one that's brought you back into life. So come back to him. That's just, it says that he knew you before, he chose us before the creation of the world. There's another verse that says that too. I just had to reflect on that for a while. It just blew me away for a while. So, okay, so we come to Jesus. All right, so that's what we need to do. Okay, and a lot of us do. A lot of us do, everyone. Like 10 lepers did. Jesus was in town and they ran for him. They came to him. And they fell at his feet and said, please, we know you can heal. And he said, no problems. Go show yourself to the priest. As they're running to the priests, they're healed. Incredible, everyone. Incredible, everyone. They're healed and totally set free as they ran off to the priest. And uh, we know the lady with the issue of blood came to him. Twelve years, all the money gone, and an outcast, totally healed. And uh, the blind man, we know, came to him. They said, shut up, keep quiet. Jesus, he shouted even all the more, come to him because I know I'll get a result because I know he'll change my life. I know. If you come to him, it says, uh, all those who are weary and heavy laden, uh, he gives you a guaranteed, I'll give you rest. All right? So um, nine lepers got rest. But one leper got transformation. We'll look at that in a minute. We'll look at that in a minute. And Jesus said to the leper that said, he said, truly your life has been transformed. He says, where's the other nine? Because we can come to Jesus and get rest and that's it. And then go back into the world. Is that the relationship you have? I'm in a mess again. I need to come to Jesus. Oh, I get a zap. Oh, that's great. I feel a lot better. I feel at rest now and go out and do the same thing still. 
Jesus actually warned the lady who was caught in adultery. He said, just don't, he's, one little thing line at the end, he says, just don't keep doing this um, because, you know, don't keep, don't return to sin or something worse could happen. He'd often say that, but he, he called her, what's the first thing he called the lady caught in adultery? The first thing he said to her, daughter. She would have looked up and thought, what? I want this. I want that kingdom. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It's powerful. Okay. All those who are weary and burdened. Click. Yep. Uh, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Because if you do, you're going to be weary and burdened. I'll show you a bit more about that in a minute. Okay. To Timothy, it says, people in these days will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. I'm telling you, this is massive stress. If you're in love with yourself and not in love with God, Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to parents. It just gives you an idea of the chaotic life we're going to be in. Our spiritual lives are hanging on the balance right now. You know, we touch our phone, as I said um, throughout the week, uh, um, uh, the other day, I said uh, 2,765 times a day. It, it's, we, go, we come to Jesus or do we come to iPhone? I'm telling you, iPhone is totally designed to meet all your needs. What do you want? We even talk, Karen and I, and I don't know how this works, and it comes up on the iPhone. It's scary. It's, it's scary. Or I just research this, and then all the, oh, you want to buy this, this, this. And I go to look up a scripture. I'm a bit embarrassed with this one. I'm going to share it with you because I'm human. I'm just like Elijah, human like him. <laughs> Open up the heaven, close the heaven. God says, you're just human like Elijah. And he says, he opens the heaven for three and a half years and shuts it. I mean, shuts. Whoa. Anyhow, sorry. So, so I go to look up a scripture and I'm stuck on this stupid phone for 15 minutes because, oh, this, oh, that's right. I've got to get back to that person. Oh, that's right. Oh, isn't that lovely? They're saying that about me. And I think, what was the scripture again? So I've got to be very careful when I have my quiet time with God, solitude time, because I use the worship on it because I love it, but look at nothing else. And don't answer anything. And at five o'clock in the morning, no one rings me anyhow. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's there. It's designed. Every app is designed to get your attention. You've got more and more apps. That's how they make their money. And it makes you hurry. It makes you exhausted. It makes you tired. It takes up all your time. And it robs you. The aim is consume as much as your time as attention is possible. I'm reading a book on it and the executives, the top men that have produced all these apps, right, send their kids to schools without screens. When I read it, I thought, whoa, because they know how bad it is. And I thought, whoa, and these schools are extremely expensive, but they teach kids to grow normally rather than with a screen. And I thought, oh, those stinkers. They're just goodness me. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Come to me, all those who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. First base is get to Jesus. Get to the center again. But why? It's called Babylon. And it's in Revelations. I can, there's a lot of scriptures there, but I'll read just a few today. Babylon is designed to take over your life. And we are in the utopia in Australia of it. This country is so good, 
I've travelled the world. This country's amazing. Even the Americans can't believe what our government does for us. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. That's a pretty powerful angel. And he cried, my, uh, cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen. She's going to go under, everyone. I'll tell you what she's like. I'll give you her personality. Uh, she's become a dwelling place of demons, a uh, prison for every foul spirit and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. For all the nations. How many nations? All. She runs the world. What does she do? All the nations are drunk on her. They need her, addicted to her, come to her for wine, wrath, fornication, uncleanness. The kings of the earth, all the prime ministers, everything, I committed to fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through her abundance of all her luxuries. That's the whole economic system. It's also kings are involved, political systems involved, and it's involved, and you are to worship it. And she's going under. Here's the warning coming. Sorry, I'm a prophet. This is not, I'm not pleasant. I'm not a nice pastor. So I'm here as a prophet. All right. Okay. And I heard another voice saying from heaven saying, come out of her. Get out of this system. And I want to share this today. I want to help you get out. I'm telling you, it will take all your time, all your money. It will take everything it can. Don't share in her sins. You're going to have to come out of her. I'm going to share one aspect of it. Uh, a spiritual father, a prophet, uh, he prophesied it, it was seven years of fat cows on the earth and it will end in November 2019. COVID hit 2019. Pretty accurate. And we prospered in that time. And then it says lean cows will take over the earth. We're in lean cows now. Four and a half years. And then it's going to go into bleeding cows. And then about four and a half years. And then dead cows. The whole economic system. Now, I don't want to say this to worry you. But if you come to Jesus and you have a relationship with him. if you, There's so many scriptures on the sparrows. Do they hunt around for food? No. And you're more than sparrows. There's a lot of scriptures to say God's going to look after you. But the economic climate. Because... She's going to fall. Babylon's going to crash. But God's going to have an opportunity that you would turn away from her and come to him. So this is, this is going to be a huge thing. So I'm very careful. I have investments and stuff. I'm very careful where I'm, what I'm doing at present because I know I'm in a lean cow. I'm not stepping out. Step out if God tells you to. Don't step out if Babylon does. Just a little thought to get in your heart. I hope I'm not scaring you, but I'm telling you, this is scripture. She has designed the apps to take over your life, to run your life. And the sign of it, anxiety, worry, exhaustion, you know, broken relationships, uh, they're just signs of it. All right? Okay, but it says, I will give you rest if you come to me. Tired, hurting, confused, overwhelmed, physical pain. Even right now, anyone in this room is feeling this 
I believe you'll have rest. Please, do you want to just stand right now? Because I, I love meeting people. Everyone I prayed, I shared the other day, I prayed for a guy in the supermarket and he immediately started to cry and said, oh, that feels great. Rest. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. So even right now, Lord, right now, in this room here right now, I, I just know that God's going to just give people instant rest. You've got a headache, you've got pain in your body, uh, you've got anxiety and worry and concern. I can remember standing in a, sitting in a church and a guy got up and said, um, you bite your nails, people bite their nails and so on. He said, it's all from stress. So just stand up right now and we'll get rid of it. I never bit my nails again. Is it connected? There's stress things. Father, right now, right now, just you want to stand up? I just want to pray. Jesus is just going to give you rest. You just stand up right now. Stand up right now. And you're coming to him, not me, not the preacher, right now. Oh, now I want you to take a big breath and breathe in heaven. Because where Jesus is, there's heaven. Right now, rest for our souls. Lord God, we thank you for rest right now over people's lives. All pain, see you later, go. Stress, get off. Anxiety, go. Worry, fear, go now. Let the peace of God come in. We just thank you for your peace, your rest in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just receive it, receive it, receive it. You're coming to the key player, Jesus, the slaughtered lamb but still alive. He died for you. He loves you. His blood is cleansing you right now. Cleansing you right now. Because when you come to him, the blood of Jesus shouts out louder than the blood of Abel. Father God, thank you, Lord God. Right now, in Jesus' name. Peace, peace, peace. Just wave at me if you're feeling that peace. Great, great, great. Letting it all go. Letting it all go. Okay. Coming to rest. Come and breathe heaven again. Come, just breathe heaven again. Breathe heaven. Breathe heaven. You know what it, breath is? Every single person in this room, God breathed into you and gave you life. It's called your spirit. That's incredible. You know, you watch someone dying, their last breath, like their spirit goes. Breathe in, peace, peace, peace. Thank you, Lord God. All right. Okay, feeling at peace? Good. Sit down. Sit great. Okay. It's a beautiful thing to do. But he goes on. It doesn't stop there. So many people, I'm so excited when I meet people and so on, and because usually there's stress. And can I just pray for that? And they look at me and they go, oh, that, I feel quite different. I said, that's called God. He's giving you rest now. That's all it requires. I, don't, I can't remember a person saying, no, don't pray for me. I can't remember that now. So that's the first step. But you want to change gear? We're going to change gear and go into the next scripture. This is really changing gear. Now you can have a cycle of your life, messing up, coming back, need rest, messing up, coming back, need rest. And he'll meet you every time. He loves you. He loves you coming to him. You know, you watch your kids run off and do the wrong thing, they come back to you. 
I love it. I can remember coming back to my dad and didn't talk to him for a year and didn't like, you know, you know I was living in a combi. I was going to live in a combi the rest of my life and, and all that. I couldn't afford an island. And, um, you know, I, just, I was going to be a hippie. And you watch the film Jesus Revolution. I'm in it. You'll see it. And, um, and I came to dad and I said, Dad, it's, I, I need a job. He had fully trained me. And he said, look, we're opening up a gym in Ballarat and it's a whole commercial gym, first one ever in the country and why don't you go and run that or be involved in that? And he said, shave off your beard, Peter, for goodness sakes. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I came to him. That was my daddy. I didn't have a spiritual daddy then and he gave me time and he could see he was happy to help me. And it gave me some rest in my life. I'm sick of being picked up by police and moved on and all that stuff. And, and it's just so I'm looking for rest in my life. We're always looking for rest in our life. We're looking for peace, everyone. We're designed for that. Okay. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Okay. So this is the second level of rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Different level of rest. Rest in just, we had before, oh, it feels a bit better. Great. But this rest is a high level rest of rest for your souls. Rest for your thinking, rest for your emotions, and rest for the choices you make. It's a real high level. It's a beautiful rest. But there's a condition in it. Take my yoke upon you. Yoke your life up with me. Lock in with me. I'm telling you, everyone in this room will be yoked to something. It's either him or something else. Babylon will have you yoked to that. She'll burn you out. She'll run you into the ground. She'll take everything. My mate did a funeral of a shell executive, high-level executive. He was second level. He was 70% travel of all his life. And he, he became a pastor and dropped out of the shell system, but they wanted him to take a funeral. And it was a 90% traveller, high-level shell person. <laughs> 200 seats, four people in the front row. And uh, my pastor mate said, Sam, Sam said, didn't he have a wife? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's got a wife. She just said, I want to come. Huh. Didn't he have four kids? Oh, yeah, 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 but they don't talk to him. So four 90% travel executives sat in a row. Sucked in to the system. Danger, I'm telling you. You just heard it. She's adulterous, seductive, drawing you in. Come here. What do you want? Porn. Porn is just one of her uncleanness. Money, it's... You've got to watch this. Now, the Bible warns us on it. So Jesus says, unyoke yourself from the world and yoke yourself with me. Follow me. So, I mean, I could really have made it in the world in many ways with my father and where I was going. And um, thank God I met Jesus because that would have been my strength in the world system, performance, position, power, so on. It does exist in the church too. And Babylon has come into the church. Please, I'm not trying to pull this in, but it does. It, it goes through everything. 
That's why we see great ministers fall, yet they start off so well because they yoke themselves in with Babylon rather than Jesus. Is this making sense? You've got to yoke yourself in with him. That's every day, everyone. Yoke yourself in with Jesus is so important in your life. Is there a scripture there? Catch that? Oh, this is a scripture. Okay. It's a ripper. We're talking about the vine and the branches. I'm going to ask you a question. If you're yoked into Jesus or you just come to him when you're tired, do you visit the vine or do you remain in the vine? Mm-hmm. Good. Because if you remain in it, you're yoked. And you're going to produce fruit. And it's going to be quite exciting. God doesn't just yoke up with you. You yoke up to work. You bring your marriage into it. You bring your work into it. You bring everything into your life. Or do you visit the vine when you need it? Or do you remain it? Because the scripture says remain in the vine. Remain in me. Stay yoked to me. I am also will remain in you. I'm going to stay yoked with you. I mean, you can't go far, can you? You've got to walk together. Okay, that's, that's easier. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Right, just. No branch, no one in this room can bear fruit by itself. Okay? It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. It's, there's fruitfulness, there's reward. Everyone in this room wants fruit for their work. And if you link up with Jesus, there's a reward for a 42-year marriage. We were a mess. And then we met Jesus. And that's part of the fruit in our life. And then we ran marriage enrichments. We went to five marriage enrichments, I think, because we were desperate. And then we ended up running them. Fruit remain in him. She's right at my side. We're together. Fruit. There's fruitfulness in your life. Is this making sense? This is the next level. Or you go back to, I'm in a mess again. I better get back to church. Sunday morning will get me up. Oh, yeah, I feel better from Sunday morning. And then six and a half days, the devil says, oh, I've got you for six and a half days. Okay. (laughs) It's just like, it's got to be... Ah, that was great, Pastor Peter's word. I'm going to go out now and I'm yoked with him. And I'm out for fruitfulness, disciples, salvations, life, healings. It's quite exciting. Does this make sense, everyone? If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then this is the next thing you get. Ask and whatever you wish, it will be done for you. Oh, come on. You're yoked with someone that you can go, I'm believing for this. But because you're believing it for it, it's the one on the other end of the yoke that gave you that belief and you now speak it and it starts to happen. Woo! I am really getting a love for Broom by being here because what I prophesied, I really believe Broom, I can really feel it. You know, you listen to the prophecy. Jess, I just really believe it. Broom, it's time to take Broom. It's exciting, this. This is wild. Jesus says to 11 men, you're yoked with me. And uh, they worshipped him, and, but some doubted, if you read in scripture. <laughs> and uh, he said, oh, you go into all the world, fellas, and take the world and make disciples of every nation. Oh, yeah, no worries. I was, yeah, my fishing business, I felt I could do It's like, what? I'm going to have to be yoked to you to do that. 
You're going to have to be yoked to God to do that. You're going to pray. I'm, because I'm yoked with him, I pray. <laughs> I have faith all the time. I read the word constantly. Because I'm yoked with him, because I need those tools to remain yoked. Those pastors that we set apart today, and that they, it's a yoking to another level, and they'll really need the tools of ministry there to remain in that battle. Uh, it's, I think, uh, 50% of all pastors fail after five years because it's a battle. And that I was involved in my denomination when I was in one, and to really stop that, we stopped that, and uh, picking them up and fathering the young pastors. Just no one was talking to them. So sad, just you've got to pick someone up, look after them, and care for them, and walk with them, and so they break through, because you've broken through, because you're used to the yoke, and so you help them with the new yoke. It's important. And that there was a, a young um, footballer that was given to me. Um, he dropped off the list at St Kilda and the coach at St Kilda said to me, he said, oh, his dad died and he's not playing good football. They didn't have much back then, 1990s. And I said, oh, that's pretty terrible. He said, Peter, you're a pastor, aren't you? I said to Ken Sheldon, yeah, I am. He said, you do stuff like that? You help people? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, could you sort of go have a talk to him? He's a really good footballer, but we put him off the list. So I had a little chat to um, uh, Frankie Peckett. Justin Peckett's his name, but everyone called him Frankie. And went to see him, and his girlfriend's pregnant, and, and his dad's died. And, and I said, you know, Frankie, uh, uh, I hear you've got a lot of talent, so how's things going? I just listened to him. His dad had a gold ring for his first AFL game. He's dead. And um, so it's just, this guy was yoked back into depression and discouragement. So I just start to believe in him and encourage him. And then his mum rings me up. Please keep doing what you're doing. It's beautiful. And then Ken was watching, because you know, they don't do that back then. They have coaches that do that now. But, um, and so uh, he came to me in tears, this young man. He said, oh, they made me run the boundary for the practice match. Run the boundary for the practice match tonight. I said, yeah, they're hiding you from the rest of Australia. They're going to um, pick you up at pick 56. And he said, oh, I didn't know. I said, because you're playing so well. Played 250 games for St Kilda, this young man. But it's just pick someone up. Walk with them. Love them. They don't, might be wrestling with this new yoke. If you want to put the yoke on, you need someone to help you to put it on and keep it on. For I'm gentle and humble at heart. So we're actually working with someone who's gentle, humble of heart. This is not a tyrant. Shut up, stop complaining. Okay, okay. okay. Just keep walking. Okay. He says, so gentle and humble of heart, everyone. Right? A little story, gentle and humble of heart. Okay, let's go um, six weeks back. And Peter, uh, they come to arrest Jesus, <laughs> cuts his ear off. And Jesus says, Pete, put the sword away. Sorry about that. And, that. and then they say, are you the one? He says, I am. And all the soldiers fall over and Jesus waits for them to get on their feet to arrest him. And then um, uh, Peter, it says in the Passion Bible, it says, he followed him, 
from a safe distance. This is the guy chopped off an ear. Went, see, learn from him. We all stuff up. We all have fears. We all pull back. See, Peter followed from a safe distance. Are you following Jesus from a safe distance? Because Babylon will have you following Jesus from a safe distance. I tell you, it will bite your head off today in Australia if you want to really love Jesus. But isn't that a wonderful thing? You're persecuted for righteousness. But anyhow, so he followed from a safe distance. So what do you do when you follow Jesus from a safe distance? You don't even really come to him anymore. You deny him three times. You start to get him out of your life and out of your friendship group. And it's dangerous. And the third time you deny him, the cock crows and Jesus turns to you as, as you deny him and just goes, told you. Peter goes off and weeps and says, oh, I'm hopeless. I had the yoke on, chopped the ear off, made a mistake there, put the yoke back on, took it off again, followed at a safe distance. And you know, it, it's like you're putting the yoke on and off. But he's humble and gentle. He's going to work with you. All your pain. Why do you take the yoke off? Fears, insecurities, hurts in your childhood, brokenness and whatever. So, so God wants us to work through that. And then eventually what happens is that um, Peter then goes back to fishing. So he's really got the yoke off now. And then Jesus comes and stands on the beach. How's the fishing going, mate? Terrible. That's what it's like when you've got the yoke off. You want to put the yoke back on? Just throw your net down the other side. Oh, he said, there's so many fish here. And then he dives in. I don't think he was naked, it says. He dives in, puts his speedos on, dives in and swims off to uh, Jesus and comes to his feet and weeps and cries and said, truly you are God, I'm a sinful man. He put his yoke back on. He came to him. Put it back on again. Have you taken your yoke off and put it back on? It's, it's a bit of a journey, but we've got this Jesus who's humble, gentle. And that, just as I prophesied over Jenny today, what a journey you've been. I don't know what it is, but I'm just looking to heaven about it. And it's a ripper. You're, you've put that yoke on and off, and, but you've got it on. And you know, I can't live without it. That's it's so important. And then this man who chopped off the ear six weeks later, preaches the most outstanding sermon. Six weeks later, Acts 2, he preaches. With a good yoke on, full of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus knows our potential. He'll work with us. He knows we'll mess up, so on. But I'm just saying we need to come to him. And we, he's gentle and humble of heart. You'll find rest for your souls. Your soul will catch up. Some of you in this room right now, your soul's not there anymore. It's got to catch up. You haven't even listened to your emotions for years, but your body's playing up, your mind's going wild, and, and you keep drinking, and, and that seems to soothe your emotions or whatever. It, it's, you, you've got to um, let your soul catch up. There's a missionary that hit Africa and he gathered all his natives together, these natives that were going to carry his packs and everything, and he paid them money and off they took. And he said, come on, come on, come on. They went and they walked ages and walked to the next city and they said, okay, right, okay, next morning and so on, let's go. And they said, no, 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 we're not. And he said, look, more money. 
Uh, okay, not money. Oh, the mission. We're going to take the gospel out. We're, we're going to go out. Come on. And they weren't even saved yet, these natives people. And they, and they said, sorry, we're not going because our soul hasn't caught up. We left it on the journey. We're exhausted and tired. We need to stop, rest, and let our soul catch up. And then we'll go. He learned a lot, that missionary. Because we think we're going to do God's work by hurrying more, running more, straining and striving. And God says, wow, you just don't get it. I do it. I open up things. If you spend time with me and you just stay yoked with me. So the important thing in this is that, um, that um, you'll give rest to our souls. You've got to let your soul catch up. It says, and your souls, it talks about our soul catching up, our souls being well. When you sit with God, your emotions will come up, hurts and pains. If you're in hurry, they don't have a chance to come up. Your body will manifest pain, sickness and all sorts of things because you're not listening to your emotions. So your body tries to tell you something's wrong. And it's just, it's just like it's, you're not listening and your emotions, your thinking starts to go a uh, skew whiff and, and so on because your soul hasn't caught up. You catch up, oh, yeah, oh, that really hurt me what that person said. Uh, I know, Lord, I've got to forgive them and so on. And, and then peace comes and you know, what I said there and um, my attitude, oh, I chopped off that ear, I shouldn't have done that, I won't do that anymore. And you get, you get and your thinking gets right. I'll wait until Jesus says it. I won't dive in first. And so double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And it's a change in your thinking. And then you make a choice, a really wise choices, because your soul's caught up. If your soul doesn't catch up, oh, uh, 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 he's going to be my friend. He's, oh, I'll change jobs because this is a better job. Um, you know, I'll just try this. Um, uh, I'll spend more money and I'll be happier. I'm going, I'm going shopping. And you feel a bit better, but your soul hasn't caught up because you still have pushed your soul down and bought clothes. Or you, push, or you, you go and buy something because that's what it's all designed to. Okay, you go out. Greg goes and buys a new boat. Goes and buys his brand new boat. He's going to have to look after it. He's going to have to get the petrol for it, the insurance for it. He's going to have to go out in it. Sorry, Jess, goodbye. And, um, and, and so... You've got to understand, but it's another thing that you feel you'll be good about. You'll feel good about. And his whole soul hasn't. He just thinks, if I get something, I'll be better. And his soul hasn't caught up. So he's out on the boat and he still feels empty. I thought fishing would be the... Fishing slows you down, you fish and all that. So, but has your soul caught up? We've got to let our souls catch up. If we're yoked with Jesus, he'll insist on our soul catching up. Slowing down, not rushing, not hurrying. Is this making sense, I hope? Okay. Learn from me. Learn from me. Jesus says you're going to learn from me. So we've got to learn how to keep the yoke on and how to walk this walk. Okay. Four areas I'm going to hit really rapidly. There's a whole book on this. I've read and I've, it's all um, illuminated text in now, this book, but... Um, learn from me. So the first thing you've got to learn from, everyone in this room is going to learn from God is solitude time. You've got to come and give him time in the morning and be still. 
And if your soul's wounded, you're going to be hard. Because why, why am I so frightened? Because the way you talk, your attitude's wrong. You hurt people. And the solitude comes up. And it, your soul catches up. Why am I angry all the time? My wife says I'm angry all the time. And it all starts to come. If you stop and come to Jesus, he's going to bring you into rest. Your whole life's going to start to change. Solitude. I did it again this morning, went on the balcony, and so on, 6 o'clock, there I am, sitting on the balcony. Uh, it's quite cold here, isn't it? And so, but uh, there and sitting there and being still, listening to it. And God starts writing down stuff. It's fascinating. A lot of this sermon, he started writing. I said, Lord, I've said it all out, and you're going to mess me up. But anyhow, I wrote down things, and solitude time, I'm in love with him. Not, this is the old me. The old me would have been, I've got a sermon, I'll go over it, I'll go over it, I'll go over it. The new me is, I've got to spend time with you, sermon, and so on. Just you and being still. And I'm loving you, and I'm letting God love me, and I'm loving him. I'm resting, being still, and the yoke is easy, everyone. It's just so easy, it feels so comfortable. I'm just telling you, this is the way. Babylon won't let you stop. You'll run yourself into the ground. Second, second thing is, uh, second one is uh, simple. Minimalize your life rather than materialize your life. I just gave Greg as the example of that where you buy another boat, buy a better car, renovate your home, change your kitchen again, go and get more clothes. Um, if I have more, I'll feel better. Another investment I'll have to go and do all this work and so on. Hurry, 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 hurry. And it just never stops. And so we've just minimalise your life. That's why I started Create Wealth, because I started to have wealth because I wasn't just spending it. So so I invested it because I minimalised my life. The banks want you to live on 110, 120%. So, you, so Babylon's got you for the rest of your life. You've got to pay that mortgage and so on. Minimalising your life and easier mortgage so I have more time. More time for the kingdom, more time for God, more time to make disciples. It's a whole, it's a whole I'm just trying to say this is, as a prophet, I'm trying to warn you, come out of her and come back to him and be yoked to him. Have a lifestyle with him. This is important. That's what we need. And so... Slow. Best example I have, it's a huge, I could talk on this for half an hour. Slow. I'm just going to take you all to the way you drive. You know, it's just, I'm getting, sort of thing. Why are they so slow? What's going on with them up the front there? Sort of thing and so on. Uh, slow down your car. Just slow down. Take the slow lane. Take the biggest line in the supermarket and talk to someone you need who's going to help. Shortest line. Sorry. Oh, did I step on your foot? Oh, shouldn't have had your foot there. Uh, get in the longest line. Slow your life down. Get there 10 minutes earlier. That's a challenge for me. Because God says, you might meet someone there I want you to meet. You're sitting there, Pete. I'm meeting people all the time that are going to help. I love it. It's my lifestyle now. Because I've slowed down time for people have moments of God all the time now because I'm yoked to Jesus who really loved meeting people 
So down. Just the way you drive your car, the way you do your life. Okay, we've got to get to church and then, and after church we've got to go to this lunchtime and then we're going to go here and sort of then, and, and, and then, oh, my favourite movie, I've got to watch my favourite movie. Oh, the football team, I'll watch that, but I'll copy that one down and then when I get home at 11 o'clock I can watch the game. I can't believe that Fremantle beat Melbourne. Sorry, how did, where did that come from? Sorry, sorry. I just, miracles still happen. I was talking to a guy that's at the breakfast time today. We're bantering and so on. And I said, what are you doing? I said, are you preaching today? I said to him, he had his, I thought it was his Bible out. No, he's studying Spain to look at where he's going to Spain. He said, oh. he said, so what are you doing? I said, I'm preaching today. <laughs> and we're having this great talk and chat. It's fantastic. And I said, yeah, you're West Coast. How are they going? <laughs> and he said, St Kilda didn't go too well yesterday, did that? I said, excuse me, I'm having breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I touched him I know it affected him and we came over and we told him about a great spot to go to in Spain somewhere Barcelona and because so, and, I'm interested in that because time slow down minimalise your life get on with people and love them and stop and talk and so on there's lots of people in restaurants I go to and I, I end up praying for the girl or the guy at a restaurant and because everyone says, I'll have this thanks, get this thanks. Oh, yeah, thank you. So what is your name? Where are you from? I said to the German girl, don't your parents miss you? And she just started to lock in. She just started that someone actually really cares for me and likes me and talks to me. Because I'm getting time. I'm yoked with this guy that loves people. <laughs> and um, Sabbath. Oh, you won't like this. Sabbath. Have a day off with no screens, no phone, no TV. So, oh, gee, we're losing people. People are going out the door. Pre- <laughs> so good. Why don't we? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. We had our first day last Saturday, no screens. Slept in, read the word, prayed together, worshipped together read Christian books that had dust on them that I hadn't for a long time, chilled out. And so I went for a walk with the dog. Rest, sorry, Sabbath means stop and rest. It says work hard, six days. And we worked, especially the day before, lawn's done, that done, this job done, Karen cut up all the food, and we rested. And we just loved God and spent time with God. That day, no screens. And I'm telling you, this little thing was going, how's the footy scores going? Uh, what's going on here? Is someone trying to contact me? I wonder if they have. And you just have to learn, no. I'm yoked with Jesus and I'm having a Sabbath. And it's a day of holiness and it's a day of just resting and chilling out. Who wants to have a Sabbath? Come on, one. He did put up his hand. <laughs> no, no, you look at it, Greg, and think, how could I ever do this? Will I have the time? I did that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you want to be yoked to this guy, he believes in it. God creates the world and has a rest. Whoa. The Sabbath was made for man, not for God. It's made for us. I'm just 
helping you here with learning from me. This is what it's like. And slow, we talked slow, slowing down, great. But I just want to pray over Pastor Pete here because, could you just stand, Pastor Pete? Thank you, Lord God. Father, thank you for this man. He has done so much. Beautiful, beautiful. Father's heart wants to get everything right. He's type A like me. He's a goer, Lord God, and he wants to have everything in order and run here and run there. Uh, but God is going to bring you into an incredible rest, Pete. Uh, he's going to, there's going to be a place of you resting and getting refreshed like never before, finding your place in God in a new way, coming into a whole new purpose in God, a whole new joy in God. Father God, we thank you for this, that slowing down. We just lay hands on Pete to be able to slow down. He's given out so much. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And coming into a, a prayer life, a life of releasing it to God, releasing everything to God, putting it all back into God's hands, putting uh, your marriage in God's hands, your family, your son, your daughter, church here. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. There's, it's going to be a real shift in your heart of rest. Uh, there's going to be um, a friction, sparks, uh, the inside things. No, if you don't do this, uh, and, no, I'm just going to let this go. And Father God, we speak a Sabbath over Pete. We speak slowing down over Pete. Beautiful hearted man. Solitude, rest, Lord God. Father, simple, simple, Lord God. Father, we just speak that out over this beautiful man of God, Lord God, who's uh, worked and done so much, even over your business area. Don't be yoked into 40, 50, 60 hours, but you know, a business that serves me and I spend time with God and it's not a hurry business. It's not a busy, busy thing. Father, right now, right now, we just speak that over Pete. Father, just, just clunking, there's chiropractic work going to go on in his next six months. Uh, just allow it to go on, shifting and changing. And uh, Father God, we thank you for this in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. More, 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 more of you, Lord. More of you. More, 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 more. Father God, thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this beautiful man, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Take all the weight off him. Take all the heaviness off him. Take it all off him, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Easy. Easy. We don't speak that over Pete. It's going to be easy. Yeah, amen. Have a good laugh, Pete. It's going to be easy. Oh, Lord, we love you. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Easy as she goes. Yeah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Father God, thank you, Lord God. So if you do those four things, you'll have moments with God in open heaven. Don't miss your open heavens. So many Christians miss it. Open heavens. I had an open heaven with the guy today in the talking. We could have really gone over there, but I had to come preach here. It was going. I just want to encourage you. Open heavens. You, God gets involved in your life because you yoke with someone who loves people and does signs and wonders. Yeah. Woohoo! Wow. Jen, I see, I've got, as you walk into the home, ah, heaven, and you watch heaven. Take a breath. That breath was given to you, first one by God. Praise God. Coming to an end. Sorry, I haven't looked at the time. Okay, here we go. Coming to the end right now. Okay. Okay, walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Which equals how to carry our yoke. 
Okay. Your life is a byproduct of your lifestyle when you say, we want the life of Jesus, but not the lifestyle of Jesus. See, we want the life of Jesus. That's the first one, rest, but not the lifestyle of Jesus. Oh, oh, gee. No, I was only stirring, sorry. <laughs> I've done my weights. Okay. Okay. So do you get that, everyone? We want, we want, I'll read it out. We want the life of Jesus, but not the lifestyle. The yoke is the lifestyle. Coming to him for a little rest, we want that life. We want the touch of his life. But the lifestyle is every day with him. There's going to be a huge move of God in this nation and the ones yoked to Jesus are going to be used powerfully. He can't afford to use people unyoked because he's sick of the church looking hopeless and falling apart again and getting embarrassed. and oh. Yoke with Jesus, you don't take money. Yoke with Jesus, you don't take the glory. Yoke with Jesus, it's not your miracle, it's his. It's a whole different, and that's the new day coming. There will still be ones who will come and get a zap and so on. And I, but I want to be yoked. I want to be yoked. I want to stay in that. Praise God. We'll just finish that with that there. And Father God, we just thank you right now as we come to you. Father God, we uh, just come out of Babylon. Run as ragged. It will break up our marriages. It will just run as ragged. Father, we want to come to you, Lord God. Come to you who's uh, learned from you, gentle and loving God you are. We want to come to you, Lord God. Right now, we just open up our hearts to you, to be yoked to you today. God wants to touch you just before as you stood with a rest. I just want to give this call today. If someone's on the piano, if you do that, we're coming to an end. Is that happening? Right. I love this lady. <laughs> I love her heart. She's married. She's yoked with this guy, Rory. <laughs> marriage is a yoke. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. We talk about if one of us dies, what's going to happen? I'm not going to go through this all over again with someone else. It took years to get to this incredible marriage. I don't want to start again. That means I have to live alone. But anyhow, if you do die, or vice versa. We have those discussions. You wonder, don't you? Father God, we just want to uh, open up our hearts to you. Can we all stand together? We just stand. You may need someone to help you keep the yoke on. That's called someone discipling you, fathering you, walking with you. And just keeping that yoke on your life. I just want to invite you out today. And just as you come out today and see you're yoked with Jesus. And Lord, I want to stay in this. Don't you worry, I want it to give up. Didn't last long. When you're yoked with Jesus, it's just a thought, you know, it's a demonic attack and you just, it goes. Your shield just extinguishes the dark. But I'm willing to take up my cross every day because I'm yoked with Him. Father, suffering is part of Christianity. Suffering in the world, Babylon, suffering in Christianity. In the world suffering, there's depression, anxiety and worry. In suffering with God, you fall more in love with Him, become more like Him and you become stronger in your spirit. It's very different 
wouldn't you want to be suffering with Jesus? You grow so strong. I just want to encourage you right now tonight, to this morning, this afternoon, just come out. If you want to just, um, we want to pray for you. I want to keep His yoke on my life. And um, right now we stand against the deception of Babylon, the deception of seduction that's got us. You know, I'd say some people said to me, this young man said to me, Pastor Pete, I, I, I had a word of knowledge for him. I said, I saw a car out of control and it nearly turned and tipped. And he came out to see me, Graham. And he said, Pastor Pete, that was me. He said, wow. I said, mate, watch out. I, I said, there's a whole demonic thing over your life. Be careful. And he came out and he said, oh, we prayed with him and stood with him, Graham, and so on. And then he came to me a few months later. He said, I love this church and I'm going to come back. So that means he's going. He said, I'll come back, but I'll come back one day. And I said, Graham. Yeah, just, he said, well, you know, and so he, he, he left. And um, I buried him 12 months later. He hit a pole and he fell asleep. And, and his father came to my door and weeping and crying with a policeman. And, and I just think, if you really know God, you've got a fear of God, there is a devil. <laughs> and you just want to really be careful with this stuff. But, um, we've just started to minister to his niece. Father God, we come to you right now in Jesus' name. Be yoked with you, cutting off the old, cutting off the past, cutting off hurry, cutting off busyness. Declutter my life, Lord God. Declutter it. The minute I started to do what God wanted, to go to the lost, to make disciples, I began to declutter. Why? Because I didn't have time to go to the lost. I didn't have time to make disciples. I had to declutter my life of religious activities, of soul activities, as in, you know, all about me activities and money activities. Come to you, all those who are weary and heavy laden, Lord God. Father, right now in Jesus' name, so that your yoke is easy, your burden is light. Father God, we thank you for that. Just encourage you today, if you want to come out, we want to pray for you. Father, we thank you, Lord God. Praise God. We'll just finish the service now. We'll 